Hello and welcome to Red Tree Church's online service. We just wanted to say thank you so much for listening in today. And no matter where you are tuning in from, we love to stay connected with our online community, whether that's through our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, our Church Center app, or of course our podcast. And whether this is your first time listening or your hundredth time listening, we hope that you are encouraged and inspired by today's message. So let's take a listen. Crushing it. And so today we actually have an awesome opportunity. Well, uh, one of the things I don't like about Retri is it's hard to uh, call up and raise up young women and, and men in the ministry and give them opportunities to train them. Uh, so today, Garrett, is he's our youth associate pastor. Did I get the title right? I think so. I think um, I should know that. I think yeah. I should know that. Anyway, Garrett does a lot around here. And so uh, today he's going to be preaching. And I'm like, dude, it's it's a first service and, or it's a Sunday morning only type preaching church. So you're up, man. And he's like, dude, I'm excited to do that. You, you know what the number two fear is in, in the United States of America, actually the world for people? Dying. People do not want to die. You know what the number one fear is? Public speaking. So good luck, Garrett. All right. Uh, but no, seriously, here, here, here's, here's what I want. I want this to be, and, and you guys are, man. When we have guest speakers, you're like, dude, your church is so good to speak in. Like, they, amen, they keep me going. They keep me fired up. Do that for this young man, all right? If he says something funny, laugh at it. If he says something that's like, I don't know about it. Man, let him have it. Let him go for it, right? <laughs> Cheer him on. Let's support him. Red Tree Church, would you welcome Garrett to speak for the first time? Love you, bro. Are you going to do the thing again? Well, guys, it's pastor appreciation, if you didn't know from our video. Yeah. Because here at Red Tree, we're really honored to have Chad as our pastor. He cares about each and every single one of you guys so much. Hmm. Like, it's so, it's great to lead and be under your leadership. And it's just great to see you and your wife just love Red Tree the way you guys do. So, Red Tree, would you give it up for Pastor Chad and his wife, Jessica? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah, so today, I'm Garrett, if you didn't catch that from all that. I'm Pastor Garrett here. I am one of the youth associate pastors here at Red Tree, and it's an honor to be here. I'm so excited to be able to come in and just share what God's Word says about the t topic that we're going to be in today. And today, we're going to be in a topic that can be kind of difficult at times. It's kind of like, at least in my life, in my personal life, it's very convicting and very something that I got to daily choose to be able to forgive and choose to love people well. So today we're going to talk about forgiveness and not just as in like, okay, yeah, no, I'm supposed to forgive, but like what unforgiveness does to our heart and what unforgiveness does to our relationship with Jesus and how it pulls us away from what God has for us. So I know all of us in here have been through probably more than I can even know. I don't know all of you, but I know some of you, I know a lot of you have been through a lot of hard things in your life and people have hurt you and hurt you really badly. And I know it's not easy to walk up and to be here and to hear that us as Christ followers are supposed to love people and forgive the people who have hurt us the most. And we're going to dive in to see what Jesus says about this in Matthew 18, 21 through 35 is where we'll be today. If you have your Bibles and you want to turn to the page, we're going to jump into this passage. And this is Jesus talking. He, in this passage, he had just given a little message about actually what we're supposed to do if someone in the church hurts us. And this is before the, we start in 21, but he talks about how if someone hurts you, you're supposed to go to them and try to reconcile your relationship with them. And in that, if they don't want to reconcile, then you bring a friend. You bring a buddy along with you and you say, okay, we're going to go to them and we're going to try to reconcile again. And if they don't want to reconcile at that point, then it says, okay, we're going to bring a leader from the church and we're going to go to them 
and we're going to try to reconcile again. If they're not willing to reconcile, then Jesus says, I want you to treat them as if they were a pagan or a tax collector. Now, a lot of my years growing up, it was like, okay, well, that means we just kick them out, we don't talk to them, and they're gone. It's like, I don't, if reading this, I'm like, I don't think that's what Jesus is telling us. He's telling us we're supposed to love them as if they don't know him. We love them in a way that draws them to know Jesus. So that's where Jesus, that's where we pick up here when Peter comes to Jesus and asks this question. So starting in verse 21. Then Jesus, or then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times, Jesus answered. I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was, was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay the master or pay all he had, he, he had to sell. Hold on. At this, at this, the servant fell to his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison and he could not pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything, what happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow, fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owned. This is how my heavenly father will treat you unless you forgive your other, your brother and sister with your, from your heart. Let's pray. God, thank you today. Thank you for the opportunity to come in to this building, God, and just sing songs of worship and praise to you. God, we're so thankful for the opportunity. God, I pray that you would just use me today to just speak your truth, God, your truth, but God, to speak your truth in a way that these, a way that's just convicting and true and it's a love. God, from you, that you just teach us how to love people on this earth that have hurt us in a way that you love us. I just pray that you would open our hearts to whatever you have for us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So yeah, so talking about forgiveness, the first thing I want to set on is, I think all of us can think of a specific time or a specific person or a specific situation where we've all been hurt. And maybe it was 20 years ago and you still are feeling the pain of the person who hurt you. Maybe it was yesterday where something happened in your family or someone, someone did something to your children. And it's like, I can never forgive them because of what they did to my family. But I want us in this moment today as we're leaning into what God has to say about this, to just kind of open our hands and open our hearts to what God's going to tell us and tell us in these words of how he wants us to treat these people, how he wants us to respond. Because I know we all have stuff that have hurt us. I, I know in my life, I have people who have hurt me where I can't fathom to do what Jesus is calling us to do in this passage of scripture. So as we jump back up to Matthew 18, verse 21, uh, I'm gonna kind of break this up in like three, two different sections and kind of break down what's happening here. 
It says, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times, Jesus answered. I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. So really what this is, is this isn't Jesus being like, okay, I want you to count. Every time someone hurts you, get a piece of paper out, put a tally by their name, and keep track your whole life. This is Jesus answering to Peter and being like, hey, not seven times, but an endless amount of times, like 77 times. Like, you're not going to count 77 times of like, okay, this person hurt me this many, this many, this many. Like, you're not going to be doing that. So he's like, I want you to forgive endlessly. And as we keep going and we see uh, what happens here in this story that Jesus is about to tell us. So Jesus teaches in parables, if you don't know that. If you're not church, Jesus teaches in parables. And what a parable is is a story, like not a real event that happened, but it's a story that connects to what Jesus is trying to tell us. So he says, he starts the story with, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with servants. So we got three people in this story that are important people. We have the king who has all these people under him as servants. And we have two servants who both have debt that they owe to people. And we see first the king in this situation comes to, he's like, okay, I want to settle all these debts. And he's like, call this person. He owes me 10,000 bags of gold, which I don't know how much money that is in today's world, but it's a ton. A lot of money, more money than any of us have in order to pay. Like this is a lifetime of debt that this servant can never repay. And the king says, he comes, he's like, okay, since he is not able to pay the master, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. So he's like, okay, I want you to sell everything you have and you guys are going to come and move away and you're going to work for me and you're never going to have because you'll never be able to repay what you owe me. And the servant here gets on, he says, and at this, the servant on his knees before him, be patient with me, he begged, and I'll pay you back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. Guys, this is so perfect. Even the last song we just sang, like we've, like, we've never seen a love like this. I've never heard a love like this. Like this is Jesus preaching or telling Peter and telling his disciples, like, this is how I love you. Like, you guys have a debt against me that you can never repay. You guys have a debt that no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you do, you'll never be able to do enough to repay what your sin did to my son Jesus to put him on a cross. So he has an answer. And that's, that's the beauty of this first passage. Like, we see this perfect and beautiful description of Jesus teaching us and showing the gospel through a message. And it's like 10,000 bags of gold. If I was the king, I, I probably want that money back. Like, I, I want my 10,000 10, bags of gold back. Like, that's a lot of money. So just be like, okay, don't worry about it. It's not like it's nothing. So I want us to think about the person that, when I first said the word forgiveness, the first person that popped in your head. I'm like, I'll struggle to forgive them. Like, when Jesus, or when God, when we sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, like, we all became sinners and were born into sin. And he had to have a plan to send his son Jesus. He chose to send his son Jesus to die for us so that we could have a relationship with him so that the debt could be paid on the cross. So as we keep looking through this, we're going to look at what this servant goes out and does. And he goes out and says, but the servant went out, and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. I don't know you guys, when I first read this, 
I was like, what the heck? How could you possibly go from being forgiven of that much debt and go to a guy and be like, you owe me 100 silver coins. If you can't pay it, you're going to jail. And like aggressively choked him. I'm like, that's not good. Like, this is really aggressive. Because I think you would leave this meeting with the king and be like, excited, like happy. Like, look at, look at me. Like, I'm, and he leaves and yet he goes and finds the guy who owes him money and is like, I need you to repay me right now or you're going to jail. So he goes, and then, so then the servants who were around saw this. This is what they said. When the other servants saw what he had, what had happened, they were outraged and went to, went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant. He said, I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. So that part of this passage is probably the most like heart-wrenching part that we have this moment where Jesus is just being honest. And like, if, if you can't forgive people that have hurt you, if you're so, if you have this much hate in your heart and bitterness in your heart, it's separating you from a loving God who chose to forgive you when you were still sinning. He still sent his son Jesus while we were still sinners. That's what the book of Romans tells us. So as we keep diving in here, what I want to do is I want to jump into a couple things of what forgiveness isn't. Like I think a lot of times we just hear forgiveness and we're like, we hear about what it is. I want to talk about like what forgiveness is not. And forgiveness is not forgiving or forgetting. It is forgiving, but it's not forgetting. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not just saying, okay, I never, for, I never remember anything that happened. I'm just going to go back. Then you get hurt again. And then you oh, oh, forget, okay, go back and get hurt again. That's not what Jesus is asking you to do here. Jesus doesn't want you to be a doormat that people just run over. He's not asking you to, you got out of an abusive relationship to go back in the sake of forgiveness. Like he's not asking you to continually get hurt and hurt and hurt time and time again. He, a couple weeks ago, I got the opportunity to, I was teaching the youth and we were talking in small group about like friendship and we we're talking about relationship series. We we're talking about friendship. And I was talking about this inner circle of friends that we have, people who are really close, people who love Jesus, people who build us up, people who, like, are our close friends. Forgiving someone doesn't mean they have to be in your inner circle. Like, you forgive them, so now I have to put them close. Like, you can still keep these people at distance, but you can't have the hate and the bitterness in your heart that happens when you think of these people. Um, also, this, and this is the hard one, I think. This is the one for me that I think our world really misses. Forgiveness is not fair. Forgiveness isn't a thing that makes sense to people who don't love Jesus. Because I know there's people in my life who, when, I, when I've been hurt, they're like, no way, you should never forgive him. Like, I can't believe he did that to you. Like, that's what the world's going to tell you. They're going to tell you when, when times are hard and someone did something that nobody could ever imagine. They're going to be like, yeah, you should write them off. You should hate them. Like, you should do these things to them. But I'm thankful for one reason if forgiveness isn't fair, because if forgiveness was fair, then we never would have had Jesus on a cross. Because Jesus didn't, didn't die. If Jesus didn't do anything to be on that cross, what we did, our actions, our sins, put Jesus on that cross. But he still decided to be obedient to what God had put him on earth to do, to go die on that cross. And that's not fair. So that's kind of where we're transitioning into this of why do we forgive? We forgive because 
Jesus first forgave us. Because when we were still sinners, like the book of Romans says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And he, and he lived a perfect life that we could never live and got on a cross and died so that we could have a relationship. So one of the reasons, uh, the reason we forgive is Ephesians 4, verse 32. Be kind, compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And I love this because it, it, it's Paul, the writer of this book, is saying we forgive because God came down to earth, lived a perfect life to be with us. When he could have easily been like, scratch this world, we're trying again next time. Like, this didn't work out. Like, you guys are too broken, you're too far gone, but he chose to meet us, just like the song was saying, meet us exactly where we are and pull us up and say, nope, I want to have a relationship with you and finds us exactly where we are. So then there's, I love when the Bible does this. In Luke chapter 17, verses three through five, it's the same thing as kind of what we read in Matthew. It's the same concept, same thing being taught, but Luke writes it in a different way, and I love how he ends this. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. If they repent, forgive them. If they sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times come back to you and say, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. I love this part because it, it, it kind of takes us to this moment of, okay, well, how do I get to a point where I can forgive? How do I ever, like in my life, there's years where there's days where I'm like, God, I don't know if I can do it today. And that's what I love the apostles response. They're like, okay, Lord, if this is what you're calling us, so you're going to have to increase my faith. You're going to have to help me with this. And that's where I want to encourage every single one of you in this room today that God doesn't want you just to forgive on your own strength and your own understanding. God wants all your hurt. He wants all your pain. He wants you to bring it to him. And when you bring it to him, he doesn't want you just to say it and keep carrying it. He wants you to lay it all down and be like, God, here it is. Here's my hurt. Here's my bitterness. Here's my pain. And I want you to have it. I want you to keep it for me because I can't carry it. I can't carry it and love this person the way I'm supposed to love them. Because he, he, he doesn't want us to carry and be alone. He wants to help us and lead us and guide us into the way that he wants us to love people in order for people to come to know him. As we keep going, we talked a lot about how we're supposed to forgive because of the way that Jesus forgave us. Well, for you guys who haven't been in church, you might ask, like, what is Jesus, what did, what did Jesus do for us? Like, what are you talking about? In Psalm 103, verses 11 through 12, it says this, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, as far as he has removed our transgressions from us. When Jesus died on the cross and forgave us from our sins, like when we reconcile that relationship with us, he removed our transgressions from us. He said, I no longer hold you accountable for what you did because you trusted my son Jesus for salvation. And he removes it. And it's not, that doesn't define us anymore. It doesn't make us who it is. So as we keep going, in the way that Romans put it, like while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While the person that is still hurting you day in and day out and is lying about you and talking about you behind your back and saying horrible things, he still wants you to forgive them every day. Every time they hurt you, he wants you to forgive them. Because the reality is some people who don't know Jesus and some people who do know Jesus are going to continue to hurt you. And it's going to be a day and thing where they just keep hurting you and keep hurting you. And you have to choose every single day when you wake up. And you have to pray, God, please 
help me forgive them. I want you to have this because they keep hurting my family. They keep hurting my family. I know in my life, when I was 18 years old, my parents got divorced and knew nothing about it. There was a Sunday afternoon where I got called into a meeting with my family, and it all just, my whole life was just turned on its head. Like, I knew nothing, like, like horrible things had happened. And it's like, my whole life feels like a lie. Like, God, how do you ever expect me to forgive my father who has hurt me deeply, who has changed my whole life, who altered my whole life? And I couldn't ever imagine forgiving somebody that had hurt me that deeply. And as I was praying through all that and working through all that with people in my life, I had to rest in the fact of knowing that that is what God had, that's why God had to send Jesus. Because my sin was that great. And Jesus died for it. So if Jesus was willing to die for me while I was still a sinner, then I need to find a way through Jesus to be able to forgive people. Because that's what he's calling us to do. He's not just calling us to do something that he would never do. He did it. He did it on a cross for us. So through that, we lean into what he's doing and say, God, I just need your love. I need your grace. I need your mercy so that I can show it to more people. Because that, 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 at the end of the day, that's where I got of like, God, okay, I don't want to hold on to this bitterness anymore. I don't want to hold on to this anger anymore. Because all it's doing is drawing me further and further away from you. And not intentionally. I thought I was justified in, in being angry. I, like I thought it made sense. But, but all it did is build a barrier between me and Jesus because I just had hate in my heart. And when I decided, okay, Jesus, this isn't about me anymore. This is about your kingdom and, and your people. So I'm going to choose to forgive this person who's hurt me deeply. And I don't know your story. I don't, I don't know what has happened in your life. But what I do know is God wants to walk through it with you to get to a point to forgive the people that have hurt you. And it does, it releases a wall that it stays up. Because like it says in, in the end of this chapter of Matthew, it says, this is how my heavenly father will treat you unless you can forgive. Like God wants us, to, we're, we're, as Christ followers, we're trying to walk in what Jesus has for us and try to grow and be more like him. What better way to love someone who doesn't know Jesus than to say, I forgive you for what you did to me. Like, I think for me, like I got to that point of like, this is how I become more like Jesus in this moment. I choose to forgive someone that hurt me deeply. And I'm gonna walk in that and I'm gonna do exactly what he calls me to do because he first did it for me. So if everybody would just bow your head and close your eyes. As we wrap this up, I wanna talk to two groups of people this morning. I wanna talk to the Christ followers in the room who, who are just wrestling with something that has happened in your life with someone who hurt you so deeply, so deeply. I want you just to sit here in this moment for a second and just be like, God, I just want whatever you have. I want to be able to forgive, but it doesn't feel possible. Like, just be honest with God in that. And I, if that's you this morning and that's what you're wrestling with, we, all, we also have a connection card in the back of the seat. And if you want to write that down, the staff would love to pray for you here. We'd love to pray for those. But if that's you this morning, just slip your hand up and say, I just need help forgiving somebody. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The second group of people I want to talk to is maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you're not a Christ follower. This is a love that makes, is so beautiful and doesn't make logical sense in the fact of while we were sinners, God sent his one and only son to die for us for us to have a relationship with him. 
And I can't sit up here and tell you that if you decide to follow him, that nobody else is going to hurt you again. Nobody else is going to do anything to you again. What I can tell you is that he wants all your pain. He wants your hurt. And he loves you. And no matter what sins you've committed against him, he wants to forgive you. So if that's you and you want to decide to follow Jesus, just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for me. God, I believe in my heart and confess in my mouth that you are Lord. And I want to today, in this day, in this moment, decide to follow you the rest of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning and you did it with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just slip your hand up? And you say, yes, that's me. I decided to follow Jesus today. Just slip your hand up. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to come into your house and read your word and dig into your word and see what your word has to say about forgiveness, God. God, I know that we've all been hurt and impacted in so many ways, God. And I pray specifically for the people who raise their hands and say, God, I need help. I need help forgiving people who have hurt me deeply. God, I pray that you would just be with them this week as they wrestle through that and they walk through that, that you just love them in a way that makes them know that you're there and that you want all of them. And you want them and you want all of our hurt and all of our pain. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We just wanted to give a huge thank you to those of you that already partner with us through giving. And we've got multiple resources for you to utilize from to do that. You can give online, you can text the number 84321, or you can download our Church Center app. Again, thank you so much for listening today, and we'll see you next time.